Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to the Jazzy's Podcast. Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here, welcoming you to a new episode of our podcast series of conversations with some of the most amazing artists on the jazz and creative music scene today, a series that we simply like to call The Jazz is Podcast, and it's brought to you in conjunction with Jazz is Vinyl Club, a series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz is editors, and that is an absolute must for lovers of jazz and vinyl alike. This week we're speaking with Chutain Erdenbater a pianist and composer originally from Mongolia and currently based in Germany. She comes from a musical family and has a strong background in classical music, along with a long-standing passion for jazz. She recently released her debut album, Rising Sun, on the Motema label, an all-original quartet session that already establishes her as an amazingly exciting new voice on the global jazz scene. We find out more about her, her record, and her future ambitions on this episode of the Jazz Ace podcast. So fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Hello, Shuten. Welcome to the Jazzy's podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, I like to begin these conversations and break the proverbial ice by asking the artists that I speak with to share a memory with us from uh, early life or childhood of when you first remember distinctly awakening to the beauty and power of music. And maybe when you think back to it, you also realize that might be where I kind of started thinking that when I grow up, I I'd like to be a musician. Is there any such memory like that for you uh, that you could share with us? Yeah, I'm actually basically grown up in very musical environment. My uh, my father is an opera director, musical director, and um, I was with him at the opera house uh, since I can remember. Maybe I was two or three, and that was my first time I was on the stage because I um, helped him also for just children roles for certain operas where he needed also kids to be on the stage, and I was a part of it. And that was also, yeah, a great experience to be introduced uh, to music in such way. And there was like no, um, any other pressures or something like that from my parents. It was like very natural. And my both parents used to play a lot of music at home. And my brother also used to play classical piano. So it was like very organic how I started also playing music myself. And I was six years old when I started playing piano. There's uh, one music school in Mongolia, um, in the capital city, Ulaanbaatar. I was born and grown up there. And uh, this particular music school start teaching music instruments at, from the first uh, class, um, it's uh, first grade. It's very uncommon compared to other schools because when we graduate from that school, we get diploma saying that we can actually work as a musician after the school. It's very like, um, intense um, school system that we get also two times private, um, not a private, but um, like face to face face uh, classes in music instruments and also ear training and music theory and everything in that. And um, yeah, I went to that school in the classical piano. And, and after the graduation, I was actually pretty sure that I would like to hang <laughs> on with the music. I, I'd like to stay as a musician, but um, it was not sure that 
which direction of music, which genre of music I want to make. And um, classical music has taught me a lot, um, speaking of all the theory and everything, but I never felt like this is a music direction that I feel um, free to express myself through music. And um, it's not kind of music that I can um, really bring this passion of music to the audience. And then I was introduced to jazz music for the first time at the age of 16. And that was the first time I felt right away that this is the music direction I want to make. And yeah, that was the moment, I think, for me to really leave as a musician and, and yeah, continue as a jazz musician and leave the classical music behind. Yeah, so jazz entered your life. I'd love to know more about how it was introduced to you. Who introduced it to you and who were the artists who kind, kind of, you know, when you, when you heard them, you thought, wow, I, I really would love to make music like them. Yeah, and um, that was the Goethe Institute from Germany. It's a German institute. And they brought a jazz program for one year in 2014. That was the first time in Mongolia ever that we had some kind of this jazz institute thing. And, um, and it's that was also the first time actually the whole Mongolian industry that they have heard of jazz music, how it's supposed to make, how it's uh, about the improvisation, how, uh, how is the structure of jazz music and the history and everything. And they um, invited a lot of musicians from abroad, uh, from, from Germany, most of all, and also, but from, from the United States and also England and Japan and from all over the world, basically. And um, they've been playing a lot of music themselves, but also they've been teaching a lot of history of jazz, starting from 20s, 30s. And um, I actually started also in a very traditional way and listened to Bud Powell and Thelonious um, Monk and everything. The, the musicians who have influenced me a lot um, that I wanted to make like uh, my own music, that I want to like uh, follow my own voice for Maria Schneider, Mary Lou Williams and Jerry Allen, lots of those pianists and composers, but also modern players like uh, Ben Wendell, Aaron Parks. And I mean, I listen to all of them and um, they are very inspiring in their own way. And the one thing in jazz which has um, inspired me a lot was that each uh, individuals can make their own voice without any, um, yeah, any judgments or anything that it, that it's allowed to make own thing and follow the own voice. Yeah, that was, I think, the most important message I got from the jazz music and all those amazing musicians. Uh, one of the things that people tend to use as an example of something that differentiates perhaps the classical realm from the jazz realm is the art of improvisation. And we could argue about whether or not that has be always been the case, because, of course, we don't have any recordings of music from the Baroque period by people like Bach and so on. But I just wanted to ask you whether you took to improvisation right away or whether it was a challenge for you considering your your classical background. Yeah, definitely. I think the first two years it was really hard for me to switch my mind from this written notes to the improvisation that I actually can allow me to play um, whichever I like to play. It's I was really stuck into this structure of playing what's written and um, I actually went through the wave not from improvisation but from composing a jazz piece that I play over my own pieces like improvising over my own pieces which was uh, much easier for me to like uh, get into that improvisational um, improvisation uh, story and yeah it took me a time but um, but it I think helped me to 
uh, go from the compositional way to, to the improvisation. So all of a sudden, this world opens up to you. Eventually, then you're in Mongolia, but eventually, then you decide that maybe you should move out and go elsewhere to continue, perhaps in your artistic journey, continue in your study, uh, especially, uh, you know, your jazz studies. And so Germany is the place that you decide to go to, right? Right. Yeah, that's because um, I did my bachelor's degree in classical composition, and I definitely wanted to study jazz, but we didn't have any jazz program in Mongolia at that time. So I had to move uh, somewhere in uh, the Germany because also of, uh, of Goethe Institute, it was uh, the closest um, possibility I can look up to. And, and I applied for multiple scholarships also in different countries, but uh, the Germany was the one which has, um, and yeah, which um, happened to be the place for me <laughs> to study income and, and live here uh, to make jazz music. And yeah, I've been living here since five years now, and I already finished my two uh, master's degree, once in jazz piano and another one in jazz composition. Wonderful. And it's Munich in particular, am I correct? Right, right. So, so what was the scene like there? Was it everything that you expected and more? How did you interact with the jazz scene there, uh, not only in terms of studying, but also in terms of maybe going out there and performing at different venues and connecting with the musicians on the scene? Yeah, um, I actually didn't have any expectations uh, since um, as I moved to Germany, I didn't know what, uh, how it looks like and how um, how the environment is, and I didn't uh, even I couldn't even speak um, German language, and it was like everything was really new to me. And in Munich, I think it was um, it's compared to like bigger cities like um, Berlin or Cologne. It's a relatively smaller jazz scene here in Munich, but it's like a bigger uh, chance to to do actually your try your own thing and it's um, yeah it's, it's the bigger the chances to like find musicians who have capacity to play with you for example and um, yeah at the at the conservatory I had the feeling like it's uh, more in the direction of traditional jazz and um, but after I finished uh, at the conservatory uh, I've been searching for musicians who could play my music and I asked some of them from uh, some of the friends from the conservatory times and it turned to be actually, uh, yeah, it matched very well with those musicians and I think still now that I wouldn't have found <laughs> the similar musicians elsewhere. So yeah, I'm really glad to um, have come to Munich. The track you are hearing is from Shuten Erdenbater's album Rising Sun, available now on Motema. And we'll get to talking about the album in a moment, but first I wanted to remind you that if you love jazz and vinyl, you should check out Jazz A's Vinyl Club, a new series of vinyl compilations carefully curated by the Jazz A's editors and featuring some of the most exciting jazz artists from yesterday and today that we cover in the print version of Jazz A's, jazzes.com and these Jazz A's podcasts. Go to jazzes.com and click on Join Vinyl Club. And now, 
back to our conversation with Shutain Erdenbater. And this takes us right to the present times. You recently released, uh, uh, you know, a full-length album, and it's called Rising Sun. It's a quartet album. I, I found it to be uh, amazing, uh, an amazing expression of where you are as an artist right now. Uh, but also, I just wanted to ask you in introducing this record, whether there was anything in particular that you sought to explore, any ideas, any driving concept that kind of acted as the starting point for you when it came to making this this album um yeah actually um i think it was like three years ago that was the first time i played my own compositions with a band and before that i was only playing standards or like um yeah like in in terms of studies it's like doing something else but uh three years ago that was the first time i happened to play my own music with the band and felt so right that i have to follow this path and uh, then I asked some uh, fellow musicians from, from the conservatory at that time. And, um, yeah, and then we uh, played, um, like, jazz summer weeks. There's, like, one um, jazz club here in Unterfahrt, uh, here in Munich called Unterfahrt. And um, in summer they organize, like, concerts for one band place for five nights and, and, in a row. And we got that um, stage uh, three years ago and... It felt, after those five nights, it felt so very right to continue with this band. And we decided to um, record uh, everything. And it was actually better so uh, in this um, direction because, like, we already knew we were already together after playing live in front of audience. And, um, yeah, and then it was finished last year, mixed and mastered everything. And I was... um, sending the music to different labels and i'm super glad that it turned out to be uh, released on the Matema music label for new york and i actually didn't really <laughs> expect that i was thinking of it's it would be enough for me to like somehow release the music that we've been working on but i'm really glad of the end result how it turned out to be now so it must be very exciting while we're on the topic of the band though i would like to know more about your fellow musicians and the lineup of musicians that we hear on this album, because it sounds like, you know, from what you told me, you kind of had the opportunity to kind of uh, play together before you actually stepped into the recording studio. And so uh, uh, as part of that question, I would also like to ask you what it is that I guess uh, you like about playing with this lineup, with this particular lineup. Yeah, uh, we have Nils Kugelmann on, on the bass. He plays double bass on this recording and on this project. And he also plays like different uh, instruments. He also plays piano and clarinet and, and, and also contra alt clarinet. We have also like duo project, me and him, and me on piano and him on contra alt clarinet, which will be next album. We'll be releasing on Matima Music. But on this particular recording, he's playing the bass. And then we have Valentin Renner on the drums. Um, and I've been playing with Valentin and Nils since, um, since I came to Munich, basically. They are the first ever uh, rhythm sections I got to play. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that uh, we are still playing um, since four or five years now. And um, yeah, they, I don't know, it's somehow like I bring the music and it just leaves uh, 
um, itself uh, or it works just itself since the first moment they play. So it feels um, I don't really have to like give some um, uh, instructions or anything. I mean, they are the fantastic musicians I could ever imagine for this music, for a quartet. And then I was looking for a solo player, saxophone um, saxophone player in particular, and I discovered Anton Mangold on the saxophone, um, I think also three years ago on a live stream concert during the COVID pandemic. And the first moment I saw him on a live stream concert, I thought this is the missing puzzle I've been searching for. And he also plays flute and he plays soprano saxophone and alt saxophone. And also he plays actually harp and everything. He's also a multi-instrumentalist who plays several instruments. And he is also one of those people like who every instrument he grabs in his hands, like it sounds so beautiful. And um, yeah, and he is also at the same time very humble. And uh, all of them are like very lovely characters and personalities, which... Uh, work very well not only musical um, on the musicality but also as um, as a as a person and um, yeah so I think it's like a great combination to make music also when we uh, tour today in other cities like it's uh, it's really a ni- nice friendship that we can like uh, have not only on the stage but also off the stage. It sounds very exciting. Now, another thing that's exciting, I think, about this album for you is that, as you said, this album showcases a lot of your, showcases your original compositions. And so I, earlier uh, in this interview, I asked you about improvisation, but I'd like to know more about uh, you and composition. Uh, was this always something that came natural to you even before you discovered jazz maybe and you just started playing the piano? Maybe you start writing little tunes, you know, as you're a child, kind of as you are familiarizing yourself with your primary instrument of choice. So was composition always part of your musical formation or is this something that you just kind of became comfortable with exploring later on? Um, yeah, I think I started composing when I was maybe 14 or 15 years old at the end of the school years. And I uh, mentioned earlier that I studied also classical composition for my bachelor's. So like I've wrote a lot of uh, classical pieces before I came to Germany to study jazz. I composed like uh, wrote things for uh, chamber orchestras, string quartet or like um, chamber orchestra also as part of my um, uh, graduation concert project. And so my um, my brain works in a really classical way, and I, I'm also grown up with uh, lots of classical music, influenced by my father, who went, who took me to the opera all the time, and um, yeah, and that was for me um, also like a switch moment to like it was like same as uh, coming from the composition to improvisation that I had to switch my mind from classical sound to the jazz sound, for example. The first time I ever had to write for a big band, it was quite hard for me to like um, switch the sound of the orchestra. And that composition have been, um, have been there all the time, has been there all the time in the last several years, and it has also played a big role. 
And speaking of that classical music background, yes, you refer to it, you kind of have, it kind of does inform your compositional style and the way you approach composition. And I, I did hear it as uh, being part of that sound here on Rising Sun too, uh, along with other different influences. Uh, so, and for example, you know, the title track of this album, I believe takes cues from a Mongolian folk song. And given that this is the, the title track of the album, I felt that maybe it was a particularly important track for you to, you know, as far as this project is concerned. Um, yeah, actually, yes. Uh, I mean, I didn't do it. Um, it wasn't first to be that I named it like Rise and Sun just because it's a Mongolian folk song. And I wanted to album like also have this positive um positive message that uh, I didn't name it like something else, but like Rise and Sun, is, it, it brings us such peace and positive vibes uh, with it. So, um, yeah, uh, it, it was like maybe also a little bit, um, wasn't so conscious that I wanted to name it like that uh, as a Mongolian folk song, but yeah, I like the name of Rising Sun. And as far as also integrating this element in your music, is this something that you also like to do, kind of take uh, influences not only from the realm of classical music or the realm of jazz music, but also here and there, different cultures, including your own heritage, of course, uh, Mongolian heritage. And is this something that you look to in terms of something playing a part, a bigger role maybe in your in future compositions? Yeah, right. Actually, lots of compositions of mine uh, include all those personal stories and my um, actually the the story and history of me as a person and not only as a musician that the places I've been to or places I've been living in. Um, but exa uh, also same goes for the music genres I've been playing and I've been included in and I've been grown with. And for example, the next project is a dual project with uh, Contra L. Clarnet and uh, me on the piano, and it uh, shows more the classical side of mine. And um, the next, uh, the third project will be a chamber jazz orchestra project. It's a 20 piece band, and it's just a mixture of uh, classical chamber ensemble featuring big band, um, like uh, string quartet horn and tuba with rhythm section and, and saxophone section and trumpet and everything. And, and I'm conducting that band myself. And that is sort of like combination of all the musical um, ideas I have or all this um, musical colors I've been introduced to until now. And yeah, I also always try to like um, bring everything I know and bring everything I've learned together in one plate. And um, yeah, that's um, it's a lot of mix mixtures of music and of all history and culture and everything. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because as we talk about Rising Sun, which is a quartet album, you've already hinted at future projects where, you know, you, they range from duos to, you know, string quartets to different lineups and different settings. So, I mean... Do you like that? Do you like to maybe like, you know, experiment with all of these different formations, different settings? Is that something that, again, uh, you're looking to explore uh, in the future, kind of have a dynamic approach to instrumentation and also the number of musicians in the lineups uh, uh, that will be perform performing your music in future projects? 
Yeah, right. Um, I mean, I didn't uh, want to like leave myself as a classical musician behind because I've spent 15 years in the classical scene and classical music and I didn't want to like suddenly leave it out and I want to become only jazz musician who was playing only in the jazz um, lineups. Like it's only quartet, but I didn't want that idea of losing myself as a classical musician or my history as a classical musician. So I wanted to like somehow uh, mix it with my current me myself and like uh, create something um yeah something that has togetherness from classical music and jazz which actually both uh is me <laughs> it's still me like i'm uh, it's like not me that that I, that I can't play classical music anymore and i um definitely wanted to like keep it um in the future projects that i somehow mix it everything i've learned until now Excellent, shoot, and well, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. But I also want to ask you, uh, in closing, about uh, maybe future plans of uh, touring or performances that you could share with us. And also, uh, if you're active on social media, what's the best way for people to keep up with news about your upcoming projects and live dates? Where can people follow you? Yeah, in terms of um, tour, we're playing a couple of. Uh uh, we have a couple of dates uh, for the next year. This year, we have also a couple of in, in Germany. And uh, we're playing one in Italy. Last week, we've been in Paris celebrating 20 years anniversary of Matema uh, label. And, and yeah, we'll be a lot um, on touring in Germany next year. And I think in the fall next year, we're planning to go to Mongolia and, and present also the Rise and Sun album. And it's been five years since I left the country and I left the country as a classical musician. And I think it would be really nice um, to come back as a jazz musician for the album with my band. And yeah, we're planning and uh, working on that right now to go to Asia, um, um, including Mongolia in the next fall. And the best way to get updated on social media is probably Instagram and also my Facebook and on the website as well, I update uh, the dates and everything all the time on the website. So it's the best place to see for the dates. And yeah, everything else I update uh, um, always on my Instagram and Facebook. That's great. What are your social media handles? What is the uh, the, uh, the website called? Yeah, this is my uh, my full name. It's shatineirdenbatter.com. And my Instagram is only my first name. It's Shatin. And on Facebook, it's also my full name, Shatin Erden Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks very much. Likewise. Thank you very much for having me. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Shuten Erdenbatter and I remind you that her new album Rising Sun is available now. And if you love jazz and vinyl, be sure to check out our Jazz Is Vinyl Club. Join the club and we will send you four premium limited edition color vinyl albums mailed directly to you. Just go to jazzis.com and click on Join Vinyl Club for more. And as music from Rising Sun by Shuten Erdenbatter plays us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz Is podcasts 
our print magazine including our winter 2023 issue that was recently released and other great content available to you on our regularly updated website jazzies.com and if you like what you see you can always subscribe for more till the next time this is matt mccucci signing off see you soon Thank you.